Hi, welcome to season two of the Purpose Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Kari Hurd. I'm dubbing this season, Single Mom Truths, and we're gonna be breaking the status quo and heading in a whole new direction. Join me and my extraordinary guests, some new and some returning, for open and uncensored conversations about all the things. We'll share stories and experiences that'll change your old mindset, stir your spirit, and light a fire inside. It's my mission to inspire all moms to stop surrendering to their old stories about what life should look like and start creating a life that lights them the fuck up. So if you're ready to live your life by your rules, let's go. Hello, welcome back. Another episode, you guys. I don't know about you, but this new season has got me feeling all the damn feels and just all the high vibes. I'm so freaking excited. Just like, oh, my chat with Emily. I've got so many freaking amazing guests coming your way. And just, I, I'm so much more on fire. And so I'm just so excited. But anyways, I wanted to jump into this episode because I want to talk about something that drives me absolutely bat shit crazy. And I'm going to throw it out there right now that this, at least at first, I think that this is going to trigger a few people, maybe not trigger, it might be a little bit of an unpopular opinion, but hear me out, hear the whole episode so I can explain it. But here's what drives me nuts. When we start throwing around the term self-care, okay, and when we're reducing it to things like bubble baths, candles, nights, you know, binge watching Netflix, a glass of wine, mani patties and massages and things like that. Like it makes me nuts when we reduce self-care and throw it around like that because it is so much more than that. And it is so damn important. The term itself, self-care, taking care of ourselves, those other things. And please, please, please don't get me wrong. Please hear me. I am all here, 110% in for all of those things. I love a nice hot shower when like all of those things are wonderful, wonderful ways to um, like just feel good, right? Like I love to just stand in a hot shower. I love to get my nails done. I love massages and all of those are pieces of self-care. Okay. So please hear me when I say that. However, I believe that one of the reasons so many moms feel so much guilt around indulging in what we are terming self-care is because Quite honestly, those things are, for the most part, I know like for some of us, some of those things are super important, but for the most part, the things that we are lumping into the term self-care are luxuries. And that's why we have so much guilt behind them. Okay. Like I said, please don't get me wrong. I am here for all of it. I literally just got done taking a nice hot shower. I put some essential oils in there. So it smelled wonderful. Um, I, you know, I kind of, I didn't do like full mani, but I like, I did my nails a little bit. Um, I am 
all here for all of that. I went this summer for massages and facials and all the things. And we deserve all of that. We should not be carrying guilt around it. I'll say that. There's no reason that we should feel guilt, even though they are luxuries. But true, genuine self-care is about taking care of your mind and your body and your spirit. And yes, those things are all part of it. I can't say it enough. But if we're really talking about, because as a single mom, if you're a single mom listening, I, I like, it used to drive me nuts when all these people would be like, oh, well, you need to take time for your self-care. Bitch, I don't have time a lot of days, right? And I'm going to be 100% transparent. As my girls are older, they are so much more independent. I do have more time to do some of those luxurious sorts of things to take care of myself and pamper myself and, and do it without feeling like I'm taking time away from them, right? And again, please hear me if you you have no reason to feel guilt for doing those things. You deserve to have those pamperings. But you also, I also know that you feel stressed about having time to do that. So when everybody's sitting there telling you, oh, you need to incorporate self-care and you're going, but I don't have time. You're right. You might not have time. But self-care isn't about that. Self-care is about like, what are you watching on, you know, are you taking care of your mind? What are you watching on TV? What are you listening to? What content are you engaging with for your brain? Are you, you know, are you binging Netflix, you know, Sex in the City or House, you know, Real Housewives? Or are you listening to podcasts? And again, don't get me wrong, I'm all about, I've been binge watching food TV and HDTV this whole like winter break time. But as a regular occurrence, how are you fueling your brain? As a regular occurrence, how are you caring for your body? And I'm not talking about making sure you're always super fit and health, like, but are you drinking water? Are you eating fairly well? Are you getting some movement? And I don't, again, it doesn't have to be, you know, five days a week of cardio and weightlifting, but are you moving your body? Are you limiting your alcohol? Are you getting sleep? And I know as moms, it's so hard to do that, right? Like kids are up all freaking night. One of them's sick. One of them needs a glass of water. One of them had a bad dream. Now the other one's got to pee. I, I, I get that part. But are you trying to get sleep? Are you trying to eat a little bit better? Are you trying to move your body? Are you taking care of your spirit? Do you have some sort of spiritual practice? Meditation, journaling, you know, at church, you know, whatever your, whatever your spiritual jam is, make sure that you're caring for your spirit. And you can do that in such simple ways. I've talked about this tons of times in live videos I've done on other episodes of this podcast. Like self-care can be like, if you're talking about caring for your spirit, one of the things that I like to do that's so simple and doesn't take any extra time is like lighting candles and dancing around the kitchen while I'm cooking. It's not a quote-unquote formal spiritual practice, but it's a way to fuel my spirit. If I can dance around while I'm cooking, I'm getting movement in my body. I'm lifting my energy. I'm, 
you know, I'm just making myself feel better as a spiritual practice. So, you know, all of these things about, like, doing all of these things are ways, because here's the thing. Sorry, gather my thoughts. If you're taking care of your mind and you're taking care of your body and you're taking care of your spirit, those are ways you can care for you, which is huge. Like when you talk about self-care, that's what you should be doing. But here's an even bigger reason you need to try to incorporate those things. And again, it doesn't have to be extra. Moving your body could be taking a walk with your kids. No, I know it's not always relaxing because you got one kid screaming. And if you've got a dog, the dog's over here doing this. And it gets a little bit hectic and chaotic. But you could take a walk with your kids, right? So self-care doesn't have to be those luxurious. And I know they're not always like super luxurious. Hopefully by now you know what I'm talking about. But it doesn't always have to be those extra things that we sometimes carry guilt around. And again, hear me, please. You do not need to feel guilt if you're doing that. If you need a half an hour hot bubble bath without your kids, yes, that is a form of self-care. What I'm talking about is I'm tired of us as a society reducing self-care to just that because it is so much bigger. Because here's the thing, and this is the point I was trying to make. I got off on a little bird walk there. When you do genuine self-care, care of yourself, when you choose to listen to a podcast instead of the radio, when you choose to watch a documentary or read a book instead of binging on housewives, when you choose to take a walk instead of sitting on the couch or eat a salad instead of a burger or whatever, when you make those choices, you are committing to you. You are telling yourself that you are worth it. And so not only are you getting the benefits of the act that you're doing, you are getting the benefits of helping to heal your traumas and your soul, right? You're making yourself a priority. You're showing up for yourself. You're telling yourself that you are worth it. And that is so, so, so freaking important. So important. And so much bigger than the act itself. Like I said, the act of self-care is so important for us as well, right? It's, it's good for us to care for our bodies and minds and spirits. But in addition to that, you get that deeper level of committing to yourself and telling yourself, you know what, damn it? You deserve to be cared for. Because at the end of the day, nobody else can do those things for you. Nobody else can move your body for you. Nobody else can force you to read a book to better your mind. Nobody else can force you to engage in a spiritual practice, whatever it might be. Right? You are choosing that and you're choosing it because you know it's good for you. And that is such an important message that you send to yourself and 
hear this, because if that's still not enough for you, although it should be, if that is still not enough for you, when you show up for yourself, when you make that statement to yourself that you're important enough and you're good enough and worthy enough to take care of yourself, you are showing your babies, your kiddos, you're teaching them that they are important because you're teaching them how to show up for themselves, right? You're teaching them that that's important and you're showing them how to do it. So just think of it that way. I, here's a perfect case in point. I'm going to tell you a little story. So God, it was just a little over a year ago, not even a year ago, maybe. Um, my oldest was, she was just kind of in a funk and you know, it's, we're in Minnesota and it gets gray and gross and dreary here every winter. And everybody kind of goes into a funk. There's an actual term seasonal affective disorder. I'm sure you've heard of it. Lots of people have it here. It's pretty common, you know, and everybody's got it to differing degrees. But anyways, my daughter was in a little bit of a funk and I assumed that it was kind of a seasonal thing because it had been gray. We were getting near the holidays. It was just kind of, right. They were like in a, just a really stressful time at school and she was just in this funk. And she kind of, you know, I could hear her crying in her room and I went in and we chatted and I said, honey, what's wrong? And she said, you know what, mom, everything is just gray. And it was the perfect metaphor. I knew what she meant. Um, and, and she kind of started spilling all of these things. Like she goes, I just don't feel anything. And I, you know, there was this part of me as a mom where I was like, Oh shit. She's like, I, I, I was really worried. I thought she would, thought she might've been getting suicidal. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I just was super worried, you know, just that she was getting in depression. I don't know. She's like, just everything is gray. And like, I don't feel anything about anything. And we went on and we ended up having this conversation. And I said, honey, why don't, I, I think she said something like, God, I just wish, I just need a day or something like that. Like she just wanted time or something to get her head on and like, whatever. And I said, well, I said, what would you do if you had a day? Like not, you know, because teenagers are going to sit in front of the TV. I said, not sitting in front of the TV. What would you do? Like, what would bring you pure joy? And so she listed and I said, you know, it's got to be sort of realistic, right? Where it's not like on the beach at Fiji or whatever. And she starts telling me, she's like, oh, well, I would get up and I would do this and I would do that. And I'd watch like one episode of TV just to kind of get going. And then I do this and then I do that and blah, blah. And she lists this whole day. And I just looked at her and I said, then why don't you do that? And she kind of looked at me and she's like, what do you mean? Like, I can do that? And I said, you should do that. I said, if you're really genuinely in this much of a funk, you need to do something to take care of yourself. You know, and it, she's 18 now. So she was like 17 at the time. And I was kind of like, you know, I, I'm not always going to be around this isn't the kind of thing that mom can always fix. You have to learn how to take care of and fix for yourself. And so I kind of gave her that permission and we ended up looking at the calendar or whatever, like with her school schedule and her work schedule and what we had going on at home. And we actually deduced that 
like the very next day was going to be the next day, the best day for her to do this. So I, um, you know, I called her in, gave her permission to be out of school or whatever. We took care of all that. And she went about and she had her day and she came home and I was brought to tears by the smile on her face because she was so excited. Like she, I walked in the door and that kid could not stop talking about the amazing, and it wasn't, it was a, it was a day. She didn't even do anything spectacular. It was just the fact that she had spent the day kind of doing things that lit her up and taking care of herself, you know, not in any luxurious way. She didn't do anything extravagant, but she took care of her spirit And ever since that day, I tell you that story because here's the important part. Ever since that day, when I gave her that permission, and it was easy for me to do because I was living it, right? You can tell them to do something, but if you're showing them, she knew I meant it, and so she did it. And ever since that day, she is so incredible, about taking time when she needs it. She is amazing at doing what she needs to do to care for herself. And not just in that sort of escape, you know, taking care of her spirit. She has started eating well. She has started, you know, she's so much more on top of her schoolwork now. She like, she's learning how to, she's got a job. She lives with roommates and she's balancing all of it. It, She has hard days. We all do, but for the most part, she's doing all of this relatively effortlessly because she's seeing the impact that it can have when you take care of yourself. And so I, It's so important to me to get this across to moms. And I say it all the time. If you, you should be taking care of you for you. That should be priority number one. But if for whatever reason you still can't get there, you need to take care of yourself for them. And not even in the immediate, like, you have to take care of your health so that you're like physically there for them. Because you do. You need to take care of your body so you're there for them. You need to take care of your mind and your spirit so that you can physically care for them. Yes. But you need to do those things so that they can take learn how to do it for themselves. Think about how you feel on your worst day. And that feeling of not knowing how to get out of it. You need to teach them how to be able to get out of it. And in order to do that, you have to show them. You have to show them what it's like to do all of these incredible things for yourself, right? Yes, do the luxuries. Teach them how to do that as well. Teach them that it's okay to take a day on occasion when you need to. Teach them that it's okay. My youngest takes bubble baths like three times a week. And even tonight, she said, you know what, mom, I'm really stressed about my homework. I'm going to go take a 20-minute bath just to clear my head. Perfect. Perfect. She knew that she needed that. 
She needed to take care of her spirit. She needed to clear her mind. So yes, do the self-pampering, self-pleasure, luxurious self-care things. But do the bigger self-care. Take care of you, mind, body, and spirit. So that you can serve your kiddos. You can serve at work. You can serve in the ways you want to serve. And so that they can learn how to take care of themselves as well. So that's what I've got for you guys today. I hope that resonated with some of you. It's just something that has been on my heart so much lately. I just, like I said at the beginning, to have people who are, you know, throwing that term self-care around. And I, I just think it's too important to sort of be, I don't want to say it's a punchline, but, you know, to just sort of be becoming cliche right now. I just, it's starting to just drive me crazy. And so I just had to share that with you guys because it is so freaking important. So, all right, I'm starting to ramble. So I am out of here. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Um, stay tuned. I got more exciting things coming for you in the next few episodes. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you liked what you heard and you're feeling compelled, I would be so honored if you would leave a five-star rating and share this episode. If you share it on social media, you can tag me at Kari Heard. I am sending you all the love and good vibes and I will see you in the next episode.